welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities, where we talk about our Sunday service and other random things. My name is Megan, and Brent, who is usually my guest with me, or the co-host with me, is off in Virginia Beach. So I have a very special guest with me, Miss Jenny Welch. You want to say hi, Jenny? Hi, guys. Um, she got uh, convinced into doing this by Brent, uh, who is a master at convincing people to do things. So, uh, Jenny, you want to tell us just a little bit about what you, who you are and how long you've been coming to Eastlake? Sure. Um, my name is Jenny Welch, and I am, have been married to my husband for eight years, and I have two boys, Nathan and Bear. Nathan and Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Blame Megan for that. Owen and Bear. Yeah. And really, Bear's name is Nathan, so that's why yeah. we're, I'm all confused here. Um, Jenny's a little nervous, but it, it'll be fine. <laughs> You know, we're also live streaming, so I'm like, oh gosh, twice the nervous. Why did I do that? Um, so, yeah, I've been coming to Eastlake actually on and off for eight years since the beginning. It's been really awesome to see it. I can't believe how much growth we've had, and it's just been really cool to be a part of. Yeah, and Jenny and I have actually never like talked for any significant period of time in our lives. We've like seen each other and met each other at church a few times, but... That's pretty much yeah, it. Pretty much so. like just the wave, like, hey, we've been around. <laughs> or like we both know awesome people who know us who yeah. say each other are awesome to like I know everyone's like, Oh, Jenny's so great. You would love her. And I'm like, Okay, great. Yeah. And we both <laughs> live in Kennewick, which oh, no one lives in Kennewick. Interesting. So I feel like we really do need to connect. I was like, Great, I finally get to have coffee. <laughs> Megan, this is great. Yeah, that is great. So did you grow up in the Tri Cities, Jenny? I did not. Um I grew up in Seattle, okay. and um, my husband and I met in Ellensburg at college, and he's from the Tri-Cities, and he's actually very similar to what everyone in the Tri-City does. Like, he has lived within a mile of himself, except for college, yeah. and so we, yeah, he's always lived in Kennewick, and I think once you marry someone from the Tri-Cities, like, that's it. Game over. You live in the yeah, tri it is like a... If there's like a magnetism or something that yeah. happens and people try and leave all the time and then they like come right come back. right back <laughs> I don't know what it is um and I like I didn't grow up in the Tri-Cities either my father was in the military oh, and really? so um but my parents lived in the Tri-Cities before they joined the military and then came back when they retired so I do have family here which is why I ended up here and I was like oh I'm not staying I'm not staying right but now I'm like I don't know I kind of like it oh my gosh just <laughs> It just takes a few years and then all of a sudden you're like, I couldn't leave. This is the best little bubble. I hate traffic. I can't live anywhere else because I cannot drive in the traffic. Yeah. yeah. And the sun shines every day. And as like, I'm I'm super pale, you know, and can't see this on the podcast, but I'm really pale. I sunburn. I was like, how am I going to survive in the Tri-Cities? And then now I, I just love it. Mm -hmm. It's the best. Mm -hmm. It is definitely awesome. I don't know. It kind of like worms its way into your heart you're like this is the oh my gosh it's agricultural and, da, da, and no, there's nothing here and then after a while you're like oh but it's nice yeah <laughs> the only time I don't love it is when we try to plan a date and it's like the same thing every single yeah. time because there's <laughs> nothing else to do like you try to be as creative as possible and it's like okay we're going to Olive Garden and <laughs> you know <laughs> 
<laughs> no, just uh, kidding. There's lots of great restaurants. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of great restaurants. And it's definitely growing, but that is a kind of a challenge of mm-hmm. the situation. I was going to have some sort of like fun quiz or something that we could do at the beginning to like help us break the ice. And then I totally forgot. <laughs> so apologies uh, podcast world on my planning and that part. Um, so you went to Central. Yes. When What did you do there? So um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually have my interdisciplinaries. I like hate this question because oh. I had... A lot of credits. I did running start in high school uh-huh. and I did four years in college and I went to my counselor and I was like, I have no idea what I want to do. <laughs> I have like 300 credits. Could you just like make something up? So literally she gave me three minors and it's called interdisciplinary studies. Okay. But yeah. I <laughs> That's kind of cool actually. Like yeah. in terms of just like, I know I want a college degree. I've mm-hmm. done enough to earn a college degree, but I'm just interested in but so many different things. And so that was my problem. I was, yeah. I, and that's how I am still. Like I all love to learn. I love to, you know, always ask questions and yeah. I mean, it turns out to be a great degree for a stay at home mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. How about you? So you're um, in school right now, right? Yeah. So I'm in grad school right now. I, but I, my bachelor's degree is in biology. So um, I have a bachelor's of science in biology. And then right now I'm getting my master's in teaching um, so I can teach biology. That's amazing. Uh, Those are hard classes. It was always, I mean, they weren't always easy, but it was always like the most enjoyable for me. Natural for you. Yeah. I've always loved that kind of science stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I was telling Jenny, I stayed up real late last night (laughs) because I was finishing a paper. Good job. And um, so, yeah, we're... We're like on our A game for sure yes. right now. Um, <laughs> hey, we have donuts waiting for us downstairs if right. we do a good job. So. Yeah, if we do a good job. <laughs> um, I One thing that you said yesterday to me when we were talking about doing this that I found really interesting mm-hmm. and I want to hear a little bit more about is you were telling me that you're in this phase of life of like saying yes to any, like always saying yes to new things. Yes. So can you like tell me like where that started and what kind of that means for you? Sure. So... Um, I'm actually very introverted. I have a really hard, I get really awkward in social situations. And I used to say no all the time because I like to control my environment a little bit more than normal people, I feel like. And so like a party, absolutely my least favorite place to be or social settings, people I didn't know. And um, about two and a half years ago, I said yes to somebody who asked me to do something and it totally changed my life. And so after seeing that happen over and over again, I just realized that God was had like a ton of things for me to do in life. And if I kept saying no, I was really saying no to like the possibilities that he had. And so, um, I don't know if Brent knew that or not. His wife don't think so. Yeah, Kylie but... <laughs> and I, I mean, Aubrey might actually yeah. <laughs> know that, which is why I'm here. But, um, yeah. So Kylie knows that Aubrey knows that. And so I just started saying yes. So I don't have to say yes to everything, but if it's something I have not tried before, I ha- I have to say yes, because who knows if it's something that I'm really good at or if it's something that's going to help other people or um, that type of thing. And so that's what I've just started doing. And it's totally just freed me up and just given me, empowered me so much to be like, I can do 
anything. And especially as a mama to boys, like just showing them they can do anything. I can do anything. They can do anything. That's like, that's super cool. I most, I also was thinking about it because I'm in this like season of life where I'm literally saying no Mm -hmm. to everything Mm -hmm. other than like the three things that I absolutely have to do right now. Right. And I've like just taken steps back from like certain like social things. And I'm just like, nope, can't do that. Nope, I can't do that. And so it was really funny to me when you were like, yep, I'm saying yes to all new things. And I was like, oh, I am not in that phase of life. Well, that's the thing is like life changes so much. And so it's like you have to have seasons where you say no to people. And then it's like, how do you get out of that? Once you're, once you're done with school, you're gonna have so much time. You're going to get to read all the books you want to (laughs) read. And then, you know, like, but how do you like not stay at home and just read books all the time? Well, for me, I'm like ridiculously extroverted. And so like saying yes to like a party is exactly where I want to be all the time. Um, so like saying no is really, uh, like, a place of discipline Mm -hmm. and like faithfulness and like obedience Mm -hmm. for me. And I don't always do it very well, but I am doing it better than I have. And, um, and it's because I said yes to grad school and because I said yes to the call of being a teacher. And so, um, like that is kind of like, I'm saying no because of this really big yes that I said, um, totally. and, but it, it was funny to me cause you're like, I just say yes to all new things. And I was like, Oh, I am not there. <laughs> I literally just had like five conversations with people about how I'm saying no. <laughs> it's so funny because our personalities are complete opposite. Right? And yeah. so it's literally like we are being pushed outside of our grain and outside yeah. of our comfort zone. And, you know, I think that's exactly where God uses people, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's good. Be encouraged. Keep going. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving it so far. So it's not been. It hasn't been painful. No, I mean, there've been parts of it that are painful just because like relationship is so important to me and Mm -hmm. it's such a life-giving part of me. Um, and so like that has been kind of like challenging of finding that balance, but, Mm -hmm. um, mostly it's been really like it's been good and um like what needs to happen I don't know that I would qualify it as like freeing or right empowering or anything like that but it's definitely been the right thing and Mm -hmm. so that makes it understandable and um like easier to manage so that's great it's it's when you're in your plan God's plan for yourself it's amazing like how at peace you feel so even if it's not what you would choose like it's still just peaceful yeah, yeah. definitely but i i do sweat when he puts me in these positions i'm just like <laughs> why did i wear a sweatshirt uh, well it's usually kind of cold up here until the summertime when it's like blisteringly hot but right um because there's no insulation in our little <laughs> studio where we do this stuff so <laughs> Uh, yay. yay. Uh so we started a new series yesterday. Yes. Brent started it. Um we uh it was, it's about relationships. It's called Stuff Your Significant Other Needs to Hear, <laughs> which is hilarious cuz Brent's hilarious. Yes. Um and he did a great job even though he was working on round 2 of strep throat. Man, he was so um, sick. He was yeah. toughing it out for sure. <laughs> During cuz we talked mid-service and I was like you, I was like, you're a little scattered, but I think it's because you're sick. And he's like, I have zero energy. Making. <laughs> At the beginning, I was like, oh gosh, is he going to make it all the way through? And then <laughs> midway, he just, he really did 
pull it together yeah. and just powered through. It was really impressive. Yeah, it's um, we do a relationship series pretty much every year because it's like the most mm-hmm. important. Well, not necessarily the most important, but most requested series. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, everyone deals with people every single day, whether it's romantic relationships or not romantic relationships. Um, that relationship is what we do and what like as humans, that's how we exist. So I don't care. I think I've said this too. Oh, I said it at a training I did the other day. Um, you know, like as an educator, I one of my jobs is to teach kids how to work with other people Mm -hmm. because there are absolutely zero jobs that you will do in your future where you do 100% of it alone. Right. And so (laughs) it's so important to have those skills. Yeah. And so as like a Christian, how are we called to be in relationship with other people and like work through all of the humanness of relationship? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's something that is really underdeveloped in a lot of people like my in myself for sure um unless I push myself to create relationship and push myself to follow up with the relationship and and work on it then like I could just be all by myself all the time because that's just my seen personality those memes that are like behind every introvert or as a party is an extrovert like <laughs> yes. inviting them or or like in like any introvert who has friends has some sort of extrovert being like come hang out with me <laughs> that's so funny or like the one i was trying to remember what it said but it was like don't be awkward today and it was like someone asked him a question and then like replies i'm fine or like some weird like (laughs) response that doesn't fit the question like that is me Uh, like oh how do you think about the weather today i'm fine (laughs) (laughs) that's so me you just say i'm fine that's what you say when people talk to you yeah (laughs) but introverts make great friends because we listen well it's true so that's at least yes i have a lot of very introverted friends and my was raised by an extremely introverted um mom so Uh um i even though i'm ridiculously extroverted and want to be with people all the time um i understand the introvert heart Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) It's so funny, you know, I've been married to my husband for eight years and he is extroverted to the core. Like he's just, he loves people. He loves being around them. And it has grown me so much just yeah. being around him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I, my boyfriend actually is extremely introverted and we're navigating that. Really? (laughs) Well, let me tell you, it's an edifying, (laughs) but incredible thing. And it's actually great because you both get to be yourself you know? Yeah. And versus like, if it was two extroverts, maybe there'd be some competition on who was like yeah. more, had more, I don't know. It just seems. Yeah. I, I said to someone when we first started dating, I was like, well, I don't think I'll ever have to worry about not being the center of attention. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I have like in my heart of hearts, love being the center of attention. That's awesome. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Come hang out with me anytime. I'll just care. I'll just Hang out with you. You can be the center of attention. I'll just be I mean, as I've gotten older, I definitely have maturity to allow others. But yeah, yeah, I I adore being the center of attention. That's awesome. I have zero issues with it. That's great. One of my mom's favorite stories to tell about me is when I was three, I at my birthday party, I like stood at the head of the table in front of the cake before I blew out <laughs> the candles and I made eye contact with every single person in the room. <laughs> And then I very dramatically yeah. like took a really deep breath and then like blew the candles out, oh like, you know, gosh. just in this really dramatic fashion. And my mom is always like, and I stood there thinking, who 
are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's amazing. like that's, that's like the heart of Megan right there. That's amazing. <laughs> See, I wouldn't have known that, like, unless you told me that story. Because I actually view you as someone very humble and like uh, very like you know you just kind of go with the flow. Like in every situation well, that I've seen, I you am in, kind so. of that way. But I also am like a little dramatic and love being the center of attention. That's great. So. That's great. Which is probably one reason I kind of like doing the podcast. But yeah, it's fun yeah. too. <laughs> Um, something that kind of, so Brent, yes. uh, the, <laughs> as Back we get to distracted, um, his kind of topic was, um, like the, like the difference between being specific in our, like, uh, so when we're having struggles in a relationship and, um, making, trying to make things better within a relationship, being specific rather than vague about what is bothering us mm-hmm. and how we are unhappy or, um, how things aren't working. And, um, that was kind of what stood out to me the most was yeah. um, making it specific instead of being like, I'm unhappy. Well, why? I don't know why I just unhappy. Right. It doesn't help. That's too, it's like, it's too big and right. also not like the, that's not fixable. Right. And so, um, being like, I don't really know right now why I'm unhappy, but I'm happy about something. Like, right. can we work it out? Can we figure out what is the core reason for this? Um, and I've noticed that not just in like, uh, romantic relationships, but in like work relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and like for me, especially I've noticed it in work relationships is like being vague doesn't do anything. It doesn't, no. it doesn't go to the core of what is like where the dysfunction is in our relationship. And so, um, being specific is really important because there's no way that change is going to happen unless someone knows what's going on. Right. And if you aren't in tune enough with yourself of what is actually wrong and like take the time to figure out like what, why you're, why you're upset, then it, nothing is going to change either. So I, I really liked what he said. He's like, you need to come up with something specific. And it's like, I don't always take it to the point where I figure out what's wrong. I just kind of get mad. And I think that that's a really valid point. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause there's no, like, if you come to me and you're like, I'm upset with you, Megan. <laughs> oh, why? I don't know why. O- okay, okay. Well, I can't really do anything with that. Like there's no way forward in that situation. I mean, saying, I don't know now is a way forward, right? right. Like I'm ready to investigate why I'm unhappy with right. what's going on or I'm like angry with you or upset with you. But if you think about like most relationships, like people don't ever actually address the situation. They just decide, hey, I don't like this person and move on. And that that isn't what God calls us to do. God calls us to have really close, um, loving relationships. And so like us, we we have have to make a point to figure out why we're upset and address it. And I really like that he called us out on that. Um, I asked my husband kind of like what his perspective was and what his, what he got out of it. And um, it was what I got out of it too, was it's okay to like, we need to care, which I I liked that because sometimes marriage is all about relationships in general are all about compromise. And so like, sometimes it's like compromise, 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 but it doesn't need to be the point where you don't, you stop caring about something that really does matter to you. And, um, to, it's okay to, to bring it up. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes 
for Tyler and I, like we just kind of let things go and let things go. And it's good to say, hey, like this kind of upset me or can we talk about this? And I think both of us needed permission to like needed to hear that for the permission. And um, I just love how he addressed that yesterday. Yeah, it was um, that was a big piece of it, too. Mm -hmm. Like it like it's bad to like for things to not be care like it's bad to not care yeah like you should care yeah about if something is bothering you you shouldn't get to the point where you don't care about it anymore um and not like that's with any relationship and i loved what you were saying about how as christians we're called to have deep relationships and that's not just in marriages that's Mm -hmm. in general um and that's part of wearing love which Mm -hmm. is a big core of east lake and like is deep relationships with other humans and like because you don't get anywhere with someone unless you have some sort of relationship with them. Right. Um, I see that every day in my work with kids. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, the kids that I have the most influence over are the kids that I've spent the time and energy to develop a relationship with. Yeah. And the kids that I don't really have a relationship with, I have almost zero influence over. Right. So I, um, so I work on social media and my big thing is just my, my big purpose is just to remind people how valuable they are. And so like, that's mainly my heart behind my Facebook and my, my Instagram. And, um, if you just post those things and you don't actually, and you like grow your network and you don't actually like plug in and message people and say, Hey, like, how can I, um, like, how are you doing? Uh, what's going on in your life? And, um, you're you're not really present in their lives, like you're not going to be able to really dive in and remind them every day that like they have an incredible purpose. Don't give up, keep going. And um, so that's something like the follow-up has been something Mm -hmm. that's been huge in my life, like with building those relationships. Nice. Um, Brent shared, it's so funny because in relationship series, Brent often doesn't have... (laughs) <laughs> very uh mini scriptures that he yeah. uses. But um the scripture that he used was from oh, yeah. Proverbs. And I love it because I don't know if you are into like personality testing kind of things. Um have you ever done Strengths Finder? I haven't done Strengths Finder, but I've done like the Enneagram oh, okay. and other See, and I haven't done the Enneagram, which everybody I know is like, it's the best. You should do it. But I'm like, okay, well, someday when I have time. Right. Um but I've done strengths finder mm-hmm. and my like number one strength is communication. And yeah. there's a line in the like paragraph about people who have strength in communication that says something to the effect of you really enjoy finding the most succinct way of like, like coming, saying something. So not like using the best word. And mm-hmm. I was like, yes. yes. Um, Cause I, like if I can use one like beautiful word that encapsulates the entire feeling of what I'm trying to say, I want to do that over. Yeah, that's um, a gift. Over like saying a billion other words. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the scripture that he said was a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. And I was like, that is like my proverb right there. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it when that happens, when you find a verse and you're like, that just speaks so closely yeah. to me. And I looked at that verse and I was like, I, get it so then when he was like he was like it's like having garlic fries at a mariners game i was like oh i get it like because any sports reference i'm there (laughs) well that's good yeah Uh, well i didn't super get the like 
apple and setting of gold or whatever yeah. but because that's a little old but they're like a word fitly spoken is mm-hmm. like this beautiful thing in this situation and i was like yes that's true yeah, that is true <laughs> oh that's great yeah i i just think it was very fitting it was funny to me that he chose out of all the scripture um, I don't think that any pastor has ever like chosen that specific <laughs> one for a relationship. And so I was yeah. like, yeah, okay. Like we're there. And it makes sense it makes though sense. in the context of like, it absolutely does. Like You need to speak out. You need to say what is like, be specific, mm-hmm. say what is truly wrong. Yeah. Um, so I have a question for you now, Jenny, what okay. kind of communicator are you? Uh, so that's okay so I don't know the answer to that but I do know that if like it is one of my weaknesses it's not my strength for sure and um when I am faced with something that's troubling me I completely shut down Tyler um he calls me a runner (laughs) so and I've and I have been that but I've been working really hard on myself not to continue to do that um but I tend to avoid, I, I tend to just say, you know, just toss some grace over it and we move on. Um, and, or like belittle my own feelings a little bit. So, um, I'm not a great communicator. And I think that's one of the, it's a little bit ironic because of what you do for a living. Right. (laughs) And that's the thing about saying yes to all these Uh things is like, God, he's, the verse that I cling to is, um, and I don't even know the reference for it, but in our weakness, God is, God uh-huh. can be seen. And yeah. so that's, it truly is, communication has always been my weakness. And God just <laughs> somehow puts me in these situations. <laughs> well, you're doing wonderful, oh, so thanks. don't even worry. You're sweet. <laughs> oh, my word. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, so I, I was like excited to talk with you this morning because, you know, I... You're not married yet. And no. so like uh, as a single person, what was something that came out of this for you that you were able to apply in your relationship? You know, because you talked about how you apply it in your work mm-hmm. and you talked about how you apply it in your family or friends, but how in your relationship, you know, like, is that something that <laughs> uh, you're going to. This is like new territory for me. Okay. This is a six month old relationship. Hey. Um, So I don't, I don't know. I think. I think for me, if I, this is actually the first relationship series I've had here at East Lake where uh-huh. I've actually been in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. So I always am like, my brain is just automatically context of work or context of friends. Or, right. Um, and, and I also try and be that voice to Brent because he has been in a relationship for so much of his life. Yes. And so his context is always like marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try and really like be like, okay, well, what about, like, how can we make this not just about marriage? Because mm-hmm. we have people in our community who, right, when aren't married w- or never will be married or divorced or, divorced or, or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like the context for my brain space on that. I think I just try, like, if I'm not going to use it in my day to day, like in my work relationships and my friendships, I'm probably not going to use it in my romantic relationships mm-hmm. either. And so, um like contextualizing like information and advice and that kind of thing into um like my life has to be holistic it can't it doesn't just happen in one area right so um 
like I was actually thinking, I was like, I think I'm a pretty good communicator. And then I remembered what the series is called, yeah. which is like stuff your significant other needs to hear <laughs> with a big old asterisk of, and probably you too. And probably like, you too, yeah. <laughs> totally. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll have to work on that. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. The blind spots are real. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just, we all have them and it's, I don't know about you, but I'm always like, what are mine? <laughs> like you know what I mean yeah for sure and I definitely am like that too I'm always just like okay where am I like mm-hmm. where am I not like meeting up with standards and where can I improve where can I be better in this and um you know I try and reflect on like said okay that thing wasn't great I didn't enjoy it like yeah where was my place in that right and like what what things can I do in the future to try and be better when I you have that encounter again. Um, exactly. I think my one thing I try and do is I do try and address things. That's well, good. I'm, I am kind of an avoider. Don't always enjoy conflict, but if it's something that I've been thinking about for more than like two or three days, mm-hmm. I will bring it up. Good job. Um, and I will like, because I hate people who just complain and complain and complain about yeah. the same thing. I'm like, okay, either fix it or get over it. Right. Like I don't, there's you're, you're no, a doer. there's mm-hmm. no solution in what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. There's no, like if you can't fix it, okay, then how can you adjust to being okay with it? Right. Or, or if it's not something you're okay with being okay with, then what are the things you need to do to fix it? Right. One thing I loved about how Brent always addresses the relationship series is he prefaces it with like, I'm not perfect. Like this is usually the opposite of how I handle it. And (laughs) you know, that is really freeing because relationships are really hard and there's no like, um, clear way. Like there, you know, no one's the same, no relationships the same. And it's just a continuously like, um, trial and error thing. And, um, so, I think that's one of the things that I love about it is like, it's so so filled with grace. Like we should have awesome relationships. We should have a abundance and we should, you know, like have, um, you know, really close friendships, really amazing, intimate, really, you know, marriages, but no one is perfect. Mm-hmm. So just have grace and keep going. And, um, these are some things that I've tried and they may work for you. And I just love that that's his heart behind yeah. it. And also like these are ways that Jesus had relationship with mm-hmm. people. And yeah. so if we're modeling our life on that, mm-hmm. like, how does that look for us? So, yeah. And one other thing he mentioned, which I think kind of plays into what you're saying is just that people are so complex. They are. And when you like, it just is an exponential growth, the more people you put into any situation. Yeah. So like two people is like just so much more complex than one person yeah. trying to do life together. So. I'm really glad we dove into relationship after Easter because your heart is just kind of like filled with grace. You're like so aware of like how much grace you've received, how much mercy you've received, and then it's easier to pass it on. And so like, this is a really easy transition. Like, okay, like, yeah, I should have a lot of grace in my marriage. And yeah, I should really be kinder to the people in my house than the people outside my house, you know, and like really shouldn't get that upset about the toys everywhere. And, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be thankful that they are everywhere. Yeah. Just be so grateful. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. I think, do you have anything else that stood out to you about the talk, Jenny? No, Brent killed it. He did great. Yeah. Don't let him hear you say that too often, though. Yeah. So well, that's probably why he'd <laughs> be like, head. oh, she'll talk nice about me. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I'm an, I'm an encourager. He knows that. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So uh, this is our time of the podcast where we kind of dive into something random and interesting that we've uh, found in our life or in our um, experience. Um, do you want me to go first or do you want you to go first? I'll go first since okay. mine is like just super silly. Okay. So um, Megan... I didn't know that Megan stayed up really late last night, but she stayed up super late last night. And um, the I read that the laughing for 15 minutes is equivalent to two hours of sleep. So do you think in the last 30 minutes we've laughed for 15? Like, do you think you got your two it's extra close. two hours of sleep? Back? I'm not sure if I did exactly, but <laughs> maybe the rest pretty of the close. Day. I laugh a lot. So that is actually excellent news for me. Exactly. Because I, I clearly just don't need to sleep as much as I think I do because I laugh so much. Right. There we go. <laughs> I, I was That's actually. not true. Don't like ask my students <laughs> that I work with every day. Miss Megan's grumpy today. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my so bear was like praying on the way to school today, and he's like, "Please make mommy happy. Please clean up the toys. Like, like God was gonna clean up the playroom." So that, anyways, it was funny. But yeah, so I'm yeah. Thanks for the laughs because I needed some extra sleep. So awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, your turn. Uh, all right. So mine is, um, so I did a research paper the last couple of weeks and it was about um, like global climate change and the like impact of that in society because mm -hmm. I'm getting like a science teacher's degree. Yeah. Anyway, so the part that I found really interesting in doing a bunch of research about it is, which I feel like I didn't know and I should have known, is there is this whole new wave of like nature-based solutions to climate change. Okay. Um, obviously like... There's a lot in terms of like reduction of carbon emissions. Like mm -hmm. that's one big piece. But there's a lot of cities that are using green space to um, both like help with the effects in the change in our climate and also like help mitigate some of the impact of carbon. And so what that means is they like building more parks and oh, like using awesome. like rooftops, like putting like gardens and things on rooftops to like eliminate so one thing that it does is it eliminates some of the heat that happens in urban areas. Okay. Because there's like green space that absorbs that heat and right. um, it's not just like and concrete everywhere. It's not just concrete that's absorbing mm -hmm. heat and like reflecting it back. And um, and then it also like helps with some of the food situation because there's like food growing on rooftops in the urban areas. Right. And, um, and then it also like they become so plants are really awesome carbon mm -hmm. sinks because uh, they just take a lot of carbon out of the air and like it lives in the plant for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and so like that's really helpful too. And then also there's a lot of like really awesome emotional effects of having a bunch of green space in urban areas. There's really? a ton of studies that have shown that when you have really high park like a lot of park area, like the people are happier and people are um, kinder to each other and people are like feel more connected to their earth and to the planet that we live on. And so I was like, wow, why haven't I heard about this as much as I? Yeah, no kidding. Um, and so and then in like coastal areas using like uh, like reefs and marshes and like restoring those environmental areas really help with like slowing down hurricanes and like stopping oh, really? all of that tidal like flooding that happens during a hurricane because of the like 
um, the surf surge or whatever that happens. And so um, I was like, this is so cool. And I feel like it doesn't get talked about as much as it should. I feel like, I mean, I think I've heard some stories, but like, I know that was the coolest part to me. Like, you're going to make awesome. a great teacher because most of that was over my head. I'm like giving you the glossy eyes and you're like breaking it down. I'm like so thankful that you were here to be like, yeah, the plant like takes the carbon and it holds it for a really long time. That's really fascinating. Actually, I, I really like that idea. So, I, yeah. Yeah. That's probably why we like the Tri-Cities. There's so much. There's a lot of green space here. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, or brown space. Or brown space. <laughs> <laughs> brown. Uh, <laughs> We live in a desert, people, yes, not do. from the Tri-Cities. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jenny, I think that probably does it, unless you have anything else you want to say. No, thank you yeah. for having me. Thank you so patient. much for coming and joining me. This is my first podcast alone, so hopefully we don't you screw it up. great. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> don't delete it all. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's my biggest fear. I had Andrew show me how to like save it all yesterday because I was like... I don't want us to spend all this time doing it and then I save it wrong. (laughs) So fingers crossed. And thank you everybody and have a beautiful rest of your week. Have a great week. Bye.